morning we're reading from 1 Samuel chapter 24. We'll be looking uh, beginning in verse 12 as we continue to discover ways that we can have true, real strength in God. Uh, we'll be looking again in 1 Samuel chapter 24 starting with verse 12 this morning. I don't know about you, but I like to make the best choice. I learned a long time ago that, that making less than the best choice doesn't work out so well, so I like to work it out where I make the right choice, the best choice. And, and sometimes that's a little bit difficult to do. For example, most of us, uh, uh, well, when we used to go to restaurants, <laughs> we don't do that as much anymore, but, but when we used to do that, uh, we'd want to make the best selection for, for dinner. We'd look through the menu. There'd be a lot of options. The steak looks pretty good, a little pricey, though. The pasta looks nice, but uh, a little heavy. Uh, maybe a salad, but I don't know if that's going to fill me up. And, and so when the server comes out, we'll ask him, well, if you were going to eat here, what would you eat? And uh, sometimes that works, but sometimes they just recite the special of the day, which is restaurant code language for what we couldn't sell tomorrow, so we're selling it cheap today. David faced a much more significant choice than what's for dinner. He faced a decision of whether or not he should kill his enemy. But this was no ordinary enemy. This was Saul. The king of Israel. Now, no question that Saul had treated David terribly. He threatened his life. He forced David to flee into the wilderness, to hide in the caves. All simply because King Saul was jealous of all of the popularity that David had been able to gain through defeating the Goliath and then in the intervening time between that time and this particular passage, he's also won some more uh, battles in victory. And, and people were beginning to, to sing his praises. They were beginning to talk about David as, as a really good guy. Saul didn't like that. So he tried to kill David. And, and in most people's eyes, David would have been justified in getting rid of Saul. But David saw a better choice. 1 Samuel chapter 24, verse 15 says, May the Lord be our judge and decide between us. May he consider my cause and uphold it, and may he vindicate me by delivering me from your hand. Now, to find out why this was a better choice, we have to back up a little bit. Find out what led David to make this decision, to, to leave this matter in the Lord's hands. And as we take a look at some of the events that happened in David's life that lead up to this, we can find out how we can do the same thing in our life. How the best decision is to follow God's plan. But let's back up a little bit. You'll remember David's won this great victory with Goliath. We, we saw that uh, last week. And, and because of this great victory, Saul makes David a part of the royal household. But from that point, things start to go south. Uh, David's star starts to rise with the people of Israel. And Saul's star begins to flicker a little bit. 
A popular song of the day proclaimed what was happening. It's recorded in 1 Samuel 18, verse 7. Saul has slain his thousands and David has slain his ten thousands. That didn't sit so well with King Saul. He, He saw how successful David was and how much the people loved him. Not to mention the fact that Samuel had already anointed David as the next king of Israel. Saul's response was what you might call a love-hate relationship with David. He allows David to marry one of his daughters, brings him into the family. He lets David come into the palace and play his harp in the king's court. David also was made one of the soldiers of Israel and, and won several significant battles against the Philistines, Saul's greatest enemy of the time. Unfortunately, all of those things just wind up making Saul more and more jealous. So much so that one day in the palace, he picked up his spear and threw it at David, trying to kill him. Fortunately, he missed But David realized, you know, maybe this is not the place for me to live right now. (laughs) So he has to flee into the countryside. And Saul's son, Jonathan, comes and confirms what David already knew. That Saul would not rest until David was dead. And in fact, that's exactly what Saul does. He, He takes a group of his soldiers and they go after David. They finally catch up to him. And unknown to Saul, David saw the king coming. So David had had hidden, he'd watched what Saul was doing. He sees Saul stop and Saul goes into a cave to to rest. And the Bible describes how how David crept up inside that cave, found where Saul was and snuck up behind him and cut off a, a little corner of the bottom of his robe just to let Saul know, hey, I was here, I could have killed you, but I didn't. But then a funny thing happens. David starts to feel guilty about cutting a piece of Saul's robe. 1 Samuel 24, 5 describes what happened afterward. David was conscience stricken for having cut off a corner of his robe. He said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do such a thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, or lift my hand against him, for he is the anointed of the Lord. With these words, David rebuked his men and did not allow them to attack Saul. Saul left the cave and went his way. David had the opportunity To kill this man who was trying to kill him. But then he decides to just cut off a piece of his robe to to try to show Saul, hey, I was right there. I could have taken your life. I could have ended all this, but I didn't. And then David feels guilty for even doing that. And he forbids all of the men who are with him from doing anything that would harm Saul in any way. Now, why would David do that? His life is threatened unjustly by this man. He has the opportunity to stop all of that. Why wouldn't he take that opportunity? Why does he feel bad about even cutting off a piece of this man's robe? This man, again, who wanted to kill him. Because David saw a better way. 
He decided that obeying God was a better option. Now let's review. David has been wrongly accused by Saul. David never threatened Saul's throne in any way. He never intended to take the throne away from him. In fact, the exact opposite. David defended Saul at every juncture. And yet Saul has attempted to kill David. Saul has forced David to leave his family, leave his friends, and flee into the wilderness, living in caves in fear of his life. All because Saul got jealous about a song that people were singing about David. Second, all of David's men thought that not only was it right to kill Saul, it was ordained for David to kill Saul. Verse 4, they describe how God has delivered King Saul into David's hands. And then third, David was right there. He was right there beside Saul, right there with the perfect opportunity to end all of this mess that Saul had created. Just one problem. That wasn't God's plan. David knew God's plan because David knew God's word. David knew how the scriptures described the king of Israel as God's anointed. He knew how Saul had been placed upon the throne by the choice of God. And he was not going to go against God's command, even if that meant hardship for him. He even felt bad about cutting off a piece of Saul's robe. So everything turns out great for David, right? He makes the right choice and his life is just easy street. Well, not exactly. In fact, David continues to be on the run. Although initially Saul repents, it's not long before he takes his soldiers and he's out hunting David all over again. And in chapter 26, David does the same thing. He spares his life all over again. David, in fact, is forced to be on the run until Saul is finally killed in battle. Or actually he's wounded and then he takes his own life. All that happens in the last chapter of 1 Samuel. So, did David do the right thing? Or more importantly, did David make the right decision? The answer is absolutely he did. Yes, he, he might have saved himself some hard times in the wilderness. He, he might have become king of Israel sooner. And who wouldn't rather be living in a palace rather than living in a cave? But that was not the way that God had planned it. David would become king of Israel in God's timing. David had already been told that by, by Samuel, who brought the word of God to David. 
who anointed him as king, saying, you will be king of Israel. But it would be in God's timing, not David's timing. David didn't have to look any farther than King Saul's life to see a perfect example of what happened when you didn't follow God's plan. When a king decided to take things into his own hands, to do things his own way, Saul's kingdom was spiraling out of control. Because Saul didn't make the best choice. And David didn't want to make the same mistake. You and I, we we can know the same thing. That choosing God's way is always going to be the right decision. It's going to be the best decision. But there's some things that we need to realize about this. First of all, choosing God's way sometimes won't seem like it's the best decision. At least from our perspective. We'll look at it and we'll, we'll think, this is not quite right for me. This is not the best for me. There, there's a way that would be easier. There's a way that would be simpler. I could take care of all this right now. There, there are some times that following God's plan won't seem like the best plan. Sometimes... Choosing God's way will go against what other people are telling you. Sometimes you'll hear a lot of folks saying, this is what is right for you. This is the best thing for you. You ought to do this. Now, no question, we should seek Christian counsel. We should always prayerfully go to folks that we know of who are following the Lord and bounce ideas off of them, bounce plans off of them. But always seeking God's best for our life, not what we think the best is in our opinion. Because sometimes choosing God's way is going to go against what other people are telling you. Sometimes choosing God's way, instead of making life easier for you, it's going to make life harder for us. We need to recognize that. Sometimes the best decision is not the easiest decision. Sometimes the best decision costs us more. Sometimes choosing God's way, instead of making life easier, it makes life harder. And sometimes choosing God's way, it's not going to seem like the best thing for you to do. There'll be a lot of other choices that that look really, really good and seem like they would be so much easier. Sometimes choosing God's way won't seem like the best thing for you to do. Now, that seems like a lot of obstacles, right? That, That sometimes it won't seem like God's decision is the best decision. That sometimes choosing God's way is going to go against what other people are telling you. That sometimes choosing God's way, instead of making life easier for you, it's going to make life harder for you. That that sometimes choosing God's way won't seem like it's the best thing for you to do. That seems like a lot. But it will always be the best choice. And David knew that. 
we can too. So, so how do we do this? How do we do what David did? How do we go about making the best choice in our life? Choosing God's plan for our life above anything else. Well, for one thing, to do what God wants us to do, we have to know what God wants us to do. That's kind of obvious. How did David know? He's sitting there outside of the cave. He, he, he knows that Saul is in there. He, he recognizes the opportunity to sneak right up there beside him. How did David know not to kill him in that moment? Well, same way that we can know. David followed God's word because he knew God's word. We need to know God's word. We need to spend time in the scripture. Searching out what is God's best way for my life. What is God's plan for me? In the midst of all the voices that I hear, in the midst of all the things that seem to be the easy way, that seem to be the nice way, what does God want for my life? The only way we're going to find that is if we know the Scripture. David did. David knew that Saul was God's anointed. And so David knew not to attack Saul, because that's what God's word told him. So when everybody else was telling him to kill Saul, when it seemed like killing Saul would make his life so much easier, not to mention the fact that he would almost instantaneously become the king of Israel, David still knew there was a better way because he knew what God said. We can do the same thing. We can measure our steps by looking to God's Word. What we need to understand is is the world is always going to be presenting us with what seem to be some really good options. Options that will go against what the Bible says. And what we need to understand is this is not choosing between items on a menu. It's not choosing between the chicken and the T-bone. This is the difference between eating food and eating cyanide. Only one of those is the best choice. Only God's Word is the best choice. No matter how good everything else looks, So make the best choice. Now that starts in some simple things. This week, you're going to be faced with a lot of choices along the way. And so often we just make choices without even thinking. We just do them, you know. We need to take an extra step and just stop and say, okay, what's the best thing here? What does God's Word say about this situation in my life? Do that in the little things. And you'll be ready for some of the bigger things. Do that in some of those everyday decisions that you make. Just stop and say, Lord, what would you have me to do here? 
I want, I want to do this your way. I don't want to do it the easy way. I don't want to do it the simple way. I want to do it the way that seems to be the best way. I want to do it your way. Lord, help me in, in this decision that I make today. Help me to this. You, you made one this morning. You got up this morning. It was kind of early. And it was kind of cold outside, kind of gray. The rain was looking like it might be moving in. And you had a decision to make. You, you could say, okay, I, I, can, I can join with God's people and, and worship together. I can either get up and, and, and go and be there in person, or I can turn on my computer and be there online. Or I could just stay right here in bed a little bit longer. It was really, really warm under my covers this morning. I don't know about you, but it was, I, you know, when you've laid there for a little while, it gets nice and warm right there. If you move over a little bit, either way, it's a little cold, but right there, I was in, I was in the sweet spot. <laughs> and, and we could have decided, okay, yeah, it's one Sunday I'll just stay here. And, and then we made a decision. We said, no, no, no. It's the Lord today. I'm going to get up. And I'm going to give him glory today. And for those of us that it was possible, we came here and we joined personally. For those of us that wasn't possible, you've joined us online. Because you made a decision. Why would you make that decision? Because it was the easy thing. No, the easier thing would have just been stay in bed. <laughs> no, you made that decision because you knew, hey, this is important. I need to be with God's people. In, in whatever way that I can, whether it be in person, whether it be online, I need to be with God's people on the Lord's day to worship him. So you made that decision today. Why? Because that's what God's word tells us to do. To forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. So that's why we're here. It's why we do this online stuff. Because we know how significant, how important this is. So you made that decision. There. That, that was a little one. They say, well, what's the big deal? You know, if I'd have stayed in bed one Sunday morning, what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is because tomorrow you may have a bigger decision. Tomorrow you may arrive at work and be faced with a, a really difficult choice. Your boss is asking you to do something that you know is not really ethical. But it would be easier. It would get the job done quicker. It probably would make the company more money, which means... It would also raise your value in, in the eyes of the company. And maybe, you know, just this once, if you just skipped that little step, if you just moved a little bit through that unethical morass and, and didn't really think about it very much, wow, this could really move things ahead. This could be a good thing. Oh, but wait a minute. God has a better way. And yeah, it's going to be harder. It's going to be more painful might even mean that you lose your job. It's a tough decision. David faced the same thing. He, he was there with King Saul knowing that immediately he could become king of Israel. All he had to do was take out his sword and stab Saul in the back. That's all he had to do. But David said, no, that's not God's way. Now, how did David do that? Because before that, David had made a decision to follow God in the little things. He decided to be faithful and do what his daddy told him to do. Go out there and watch the sheep while all the boys were in the house with Samuel, choosing who'd be king. David knew, well, I've I got to obey my father. He, my father told me to be out here watching the sheep, so I'll be out here watching the sheep. Those little decisions. lead to the big ones. So make a choice. 
whether it's the little decisions, the big decisions, or all the decisions in between. I'm going to choose the best choice. I'm going to choose God's choice. Heavenly Father, we face a lot of choices in life. Some seemingly insignificant. Some of them really, really important. And everything in between. And God, it can get really confusing because sometimes... It seems like following your way is, is going to be really, really hard. It's going to cause us a lot of problems. It's going to, going to hold us back, we think. It's going to go against what some people are telling us. It's going to go against what, what would be the easy way. And Lord, it's just hard sometimes to make the best choice. But help us understand your way is always the best choice. So first of all, help us know your way. Help us to be people of your book. Help us to study your word, to seek answers within your word, to really dive into the scripture, to to find out what you want us to do in life. And then, Heavenly Father, help us in life to choose the best choice, which is always going to be your choice. Help us, Heavenly Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Just a moment, we're going to have a time of invitation. It's an opportunity for you to respond to what God's doing in your life this morning. Uh, Maybe you're here and you're faced with a, a, a decision in your life. And you may have been considering this for a long time. Maybe it's just really coming to your heart right here in this moment. But you've recognized, you know what, I need to get my life right with God. And you may not fully understand exactly what all that means. You may not know exactly how to do that. But but all of a sudden you've realized, hey, this is a really important decision. This is not the insignificant thing that maybe I've made it in my life. In fact, this is the most important thing that I'm ever going to do. And we want to help you with that. (laughs) Because you're right. It is the most important decision you will ever make. Following Jesus is more significant than anything else you will ever do in your life. So you want to be sure that you make the right choice here. And we want to help you. We want to show you in the scripture how God describes our need for the Savior. How all of us are sinners. We've all failed at some point in our life. We've all turned against God. And because of that, it means we're separated from him. We, we need him. And the Bible describes exactly what we need to do, how by faith we trust in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, asking him to come into our heart, forgive our sins, to become the Lord of our life. Now, that may seem like something that's maybe not the best thing to do. Hey, if I I follow Jesus, I'm going to change the way I live. If I follow Jesus, I'm going to lose some friends. If If I follow Jesus, it may cost me. You're right. In fact, this, it costs us everything. Because what that word Lord means, it means we give everything to Jesus. We say, Jesus, everything I am, everything I'm ever going to be, it's yours. Now, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, rest of my life, and on into eternity, Lord, whatever I am, I'm yours. That's a pretty significant 
decision. Like I said, it's the most significant decision you'll ever make. So we want to pray with you this morning and help you to see what God says. Now, normally we would ask you to come to the front. We'd sit down and talk with you. We can't do that right now because of the virus. But but we have some ways that we can have this conversation with you. And in the pew racks, if you're here with us, there's a, a little connection card. Pull that out. Give us some contact information. Check the box. I want to follow Jesus. And we'll get in touch with you. And and show you in God's Word exactly what that's all about. Now, if you're watching us online, there's a way for you to do that as well. We have an online connection card. If you're watching on Facebook, there's a link right at the very top of your Facebook scroll. If you're online on our webpage, it's right down at the bottom of the page. It says nationalheights.org backslash hello. Just click on that. It'll take you right to a connection card. Give us some contact information. And down uh, toward the bottom of the form, you'll see a box, I want to follow Jesus. Just put an X in that box. We'll contact you. Let you know how you can make the most significant decision in your life. We want to help you do that. Maybe there's some other ways that God's dealing in your life. Maybe you've reached some other points of decision in your heart. Maybe you're looking for a church home. We'd be thrilled to tell you how you can be a part of what God's doing here at National Heights. Maybe there's some other way the Lord is dealing with you. Maybe you've got a prayer need. Maybe you're thinking about... uh, taking a turn in, in your job world, taking on a new job, and you're wondering, is this really what God wants? I, I know I've studied all the ways that this may be good for me, but I want to do what God wants me to do. Is this job move the right thing? I need some folks to be praying with me. Or, or maybe you have some other issues in your life, a health need or, or someone you know that has a need in their life. Uh, there's a place on those connection cards, the ones here, it's on the reverse side of the card. If you're online, it's right down at the very bottom, just, just Indicate what your prayer request is. We'll be glad to be praying with you that God would lead you to the best choice. Whatever way God is leading in your heart today, you listen, responding to His call as we sin together.